Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again to Sin Miedo, Fearless Part 2 with me, Anna Oswaldo. We're talking networking, culture, and of course, this life may be so hard, but you know, there's never any excuses. If you want something, you're gonna get it. If you know of a story you would like to share on this platform, please email campusrec at ecu.edu. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to share your story. But for now, let's get back to this episode. Like now even say something happens, God forbid, I can't do college anymore. I'm now stuck back at home, whatever. I have a long list of people I can call within a minute. Within a minute will have something for me, you know, because Mm -hmm. they know me and I've proven to them, okay, I'm worthy enough to either work for you or work, you know, Mm -hmm. with you. Um, And they believe in you. And it's like, at that point, college is no longer that card that I'm playing. Now I'm playing my networking card, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Who Did you teach yourself how to network, would you say? Like, I, I feel like maybe people that are listening to this, maybe they're introverts or maybe they they don't know where to start. They don't know where to ask questions. I mean, I knew, I knew for a fact I couldn't ask my family because they weren't just going to have answers yeah. to me. So for me, I think I just started asking at school, like my teachers, my professors slowly. And I was always really in the mindset of, I just need to get from point A to point B. Like I don't have a one-year plan. I don't have a five-year plan. I'm just really going with my gut and I'm just yeah, kind of trying to figure things out. Yeah, but so if you don't ask, you're not going to open that door. If you don't go to internship fairs, you're not going to open that door. Yeah. You and know? It, it's funny because I remember seeing my current employer at a, at the internship fair. And it was so funny because it was like so many people were interested in the position. And at the moment, like, it, obviously like, it's cool. Like I'm interested in the position cause it's a cool position. But then I realized like, there's so many people here. I have no shot. Let me get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like through my own little networking, I'm able to s- somehow squeeze my way in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's so cool. Just by knowing someone. Yeah. Knowing someone is the best thing like with, to get you anything in life. Just if you know the right person, you'll get it. Yeah. Like you want a Lamborghini right now? I promise you there's people who know people who can get you a Lamborghini within the snap of a finger. Oh, like that? (laughs) Yeah. Like you just got to know people. Like not, not even for me. Like I'm not even bragging because I don't know people like that, but I know people who are like, dang, like I want to take a boat out this weekend, but I don't have a boat. Mm-hmm. Call someone, they got a boat. You know, like know stuff like that. Yeah. They know someone with a boat. It's just about getting to know people. And I feel like uh, people feel like networking is something that you you teach. And I mean, it is. You you have to teach the importance of it. But networking is really something that, if you truly care to get ahead in life and 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 for people to for yourself to like have a reputation and stuff, you're inevitably going to grow a network. I think you get what you attract. Yeah. For sure. Even if even if you're shy, even if you're introverted, there you still have a network within that circle. Right. Like you're still going to be within the realm of what you yeah. want to do. And that's the thing. It, it's know? also too about diversifying because there was a point in life where all I knew was middle school soccer players because those are all my only friends or yeah. all I knew were, yeah, <laughs> or, or all I knew were high school teachers yeah. and in and, and the administration there because that's the only thing that I was around. But then as I got to college, I realized that although I'm like in a business degree, mm-hmm. I should start to meet all these really cool people who have other skills. Like people want to help other people. You yeah. Know, and it's like a lot of people don't have they don't get paid. if There's no people to help. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people's jobs are to help people. Mm-hmm. And it's like people always apologize. Like like, for example, like 
when I'm at work, say someone does something that puts more work on me. Mm-hmm. They try to apologize for it, but it's like, if you don't do that, I'm out of work. You know, yeah. like it's okay. Relax. Like we're here to build each other and build yeah. this community and build Greenville. Um, Which yeah. Greenville's grown a lot. It has. I mean, you've been here for 14 yeah. years. And I, for, I really try to think about that. I'm not from here. <laughs> really? Or I really try not I to think about it. I remember when you got here, you told me that you'd been born here and that you left for a while. And then yeah. like that, you were just now coming back. And now that you say that, that's so funny because... I do remember you being like new and I remember watching you progress and meet people that I knew. Yeah. Like I would watch your stories and I'm like, wow, I know that person or wow, I've been there. And now all of a sudden this person who I started working with, who's like not known to this community is like so involved with so many other people that I know. It's so funny. It's pretty crazy. And goes back to you create what you want for yourself. Even if you don't know what that is, if you still keep working for whatever that is, it's, I don't want to say it's going to fall in your lap because this did not fall in my lap. But I remember going to the interview just to be a marketing assistant that got paid $8 an hour. I knew for a fact that it was my senior year. I need an internship. I don't know what I'm about to do for campus recreation wellness marketing, but I know if I don't do anything, I'm not going to get a job when I graduate. So let's go. Like, like you said, and I mean, I was still doing, I was going to school. I was social. I, I went to my parents' house. Like I tried to do a little bit of everything because I knew how to manage my time. And I don't want to be stuck at a job that I hate. And I don't want to be stuck. I say stuck, but like, I feel like once you, that's why people don't travel. That's why people don't get out of this like cycle and they get comfortable wherever they're at because they get a job to pay off debt to pay off a house, to pay off whatever. I'm not ready to be tied down like that. It's, it's, you know what it, I mean? It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. And, and it's a harder thing too whenever, uh, and this is for a lot, a lot of the people who are hoping to get a job after college. It's like when you're only chasing the dollar amount mm-hmm. and it's like maybe that dollar amount comes with not having enough time for your social life or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like you really have to weigh those things before yeah. you, you, you think you want to do something. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest part about transitioning here? Because, I mean, I know you started last year, and I'm assuming you lived in a dorm, and you got your whole mm-hmm. freshman Yeah, experience. so that, that's the funny thing. I didn't have the typical freshman experience, mm-hmm. um, again, because I had so many fees. Uh, I lived at home my first semester, and I was allowed to because I lived close enough to the school. Mm-hmm. I lived, like, 30 minutes from the school. So um, I didn't really have that transition from regular high school to college it was weird like i did have the transition in the sense that i was at a different school Mm -hmm. but i was already in a dual enrollment like community college slash high school school anyway so i was used to registering for courses i was used to buying the books i was used to quizlet you know like i was used to (laughs) you knew the ropes you know like i knew how to yeah how to study you know like i knew like and it's not to say i cheat i swear you see you i don't cheat um yeah yeah i use it as a resource uh but anyway i knew how to get by as a college student and how to get the grades how to get the credits that i needed for my degrees whatever i knew all that my trend my problem was in the social aspect of it because while all my friends are in their dorms making you know memories and stuff i'm at work or i'm at Home. home working on my car whatever it is like i wasn't the traditional freshman so I don't know what it's like to really be like a, a college student quite yet. Cause even then, like I told you, like I don't go out too much. I go out a lot, but 
within your like, circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like I don't experience like crazy things all the time because of the fact that I got to get up at five or, you know, like you I know I have responsibilities know. coming. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, I was the same way the first two years I did live with my parents. I try to leave. <laughs> yeah. I came back. I was making eight, $7.25 an hour working at a tropical smoothie thinking that I could do it. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I racked up uh, my credit card debt. And then at that point, I knew we were moving oh, here. Boy. It was, I fell on my face, but that woke me up. And to the point where I was like, yeah, I got to go back home. I need to save money. This was before Journeys. This was, I was living in Alabama. Yeah, I remember you moved from, uh, you moved from Alabama here? Yeah, well, so I grew up in Greenville until I was 10. And then, because my stepdad's in the military, but that's my daddy, they'll love you. <laughs> and then uh, we moved to Austin, Texas. We lived there for three years. So I finished elementary school there, started middle school there, finished middle school. Then we moved to Kansas City, Missouri, go Chiefs. And I lived there for high school. Um I did all four years of high school there. Then we had to move to Alabama. So at the end of my senior year, um, December, so like whenever we had that winter break, we had to move to Alabama. But I did not want to deal with high school anymore. So I graduated early and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this again because I really, I just, I was not. Yeah. I, so then we moved to Alabama and I was, I really wanted to start college in January. And I thought I could because. That's what I'm good at school. This is all I know. This is all I want to do. Come to find out there's, well, there's no money. And so I was chilling for a semester. I finally came back to visit North Carolina. This is before we ever met. Um, I hung out here with some family for two months, went back to Alabama, applied for a scholarship. And then I got, I got the scholarship. And so my first two years of college were paid for. That's so cool. Chill. Yeah. So thank God. Yeah. Cause, um, but that was my experience. I mean, I started out two years community college, got my gen eds out of the way. Yeah. Tried going to nursing school. That's what it's all about. People go to get your educate, like your general education, like all those gen ed credits, get them out of community college and then come into real college yeah. because it's not worth like, I promise to you that, that going out on the weekend partying and then sitting down to do your little basics of math homework or your little intro to psychology. Like I promise you that it's not as cool as it would be if, if like you just got all that out of the way, got that paid for and then had two years of college where you were actually dedicated to what you were doing and you were still having fun while doing it. Like general eds are something that everyone does and it's like just easier to get them out the way early. And it's like, way cheaper. Don't come to college trying to get your general eds out the way. Well, and then that's another thing. I, I don't regret it because I know overall it's beneficial and I still got my college experience, you know, and if anything, I was older and wiser and not as dumb as I was when I was 18, 19, you know? So part of me is really glad that I, I wasn't at a four-year university mm -hmm. at a young age. At Sometimes I'm like, oh, it would have been cool just to live in the dorms, just to like take yeah, the baby regret. steps yeah. with everybody else. And I knew I was doing it by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my parents were not supportive of me leaving the house. They were like, why are you going to waste this money? We have, you have food and shelter and you live 20 rightfully, minutes on I mean, the road. rightfully so from their, from their train of thought. Like, it's... I get it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, it was getting to school was a process. Finding parking, getting on the bus, getting here. I was tired. I was doing all this stuff. Oh, I could go on and on. It was parking. Fine. <laughs> Park. Fix your parking. Fix your <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it teaches you how to work hard. And honestly, for ninety five percent of undergrad, like me and my parents didn't have the best relationship. A because they didn't understand it. Hispanics are very um. 
I mean, a lot of cultures are very tight-knit, but, like, families, everything. Yeah. How is your family now with you being in college? I mean, I know it's a little different now. You yeah. have quarantine they, and stuff and your they, classes they, being online. They, again, going back to the idea that they didn't understand it and they still don't really understand what college is, they are amused by the fact that I'm in college because they're learning so much about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I try to, like, when I do explain this to them, they do get a lot of things. And yeah. then a lot of things they do don't still understand. But yeah. they do get a lot of things. And it's really cool for them to, I mean, my older sister went to college. She didn't go to a four-year university, but she did get like her uh, cosmetology as well as dental assistance, like certifications and stuff. And Very I mean, cool. she's working as a dental assistant now. But um, my parents, like, it's so cool for them because now they're watching this American dream play out you know mm -hmm. they're watching the american dream they're what they're they're watching me go to work and then get off work and then go to school just to go to sleep to get back up for work like they're watching me have all the opportunities that they wish they could have had and they're so excited and happy for me mm -hmm. but at the same time it's really hard because it's because i have all these responsibilities it's so hard for me to check back in and be like hey you know i'm fine or i'm doing this and that and oftentimes they might feel like they get uh, a little hurt. Yeah, they get a little <laughs> hurt because they're not yeah. a part of my day-to-day -day life anymore, but they yeah. also understand it. But from my point of view, it's a little stressing because it's like, okay, I get off at 6, then I got to do work till 10, and then after 10, like, I need to sleep eventually or yeah. I have something else to do. And that's just like, that was actually an understatement. Like, it's usually more like get off at 6, homework till like 2, you know? like yeah. And then it's like on top of that, sleep then I have my responsibilities hours, for all of my clubs that I'm in and all, yeah. every, it's just a lot. So and again, a lot of times I can't go it. in the house and talk to them about everything that's going on. And yeah, they, they don't understand that maybe um, they do understand that I'm very busy, but it's hard for them to wrap their head around the fact that I can be so busy that I don't have enough time to even talk about what I'm doing. Yeah. And they feel like I'm trying to push them away from what it is that I'm yeah. doing. But it's just like, I'm so busy. But overall, they love the fact that I'm in college and they love talking to their friends about it. They're like, oh, yeah, he's doing this or, yeah. oh, yeah, he's working on that. I Exactly what you just said, same here, 100%. They, they didn't get it and they didn't understand why I wanted to be in an area where I can get picked up by the bus and taken to school or just like within walking distance to where I need to go. This is a lot. Like, yeah. this is my life. I live, eat, breathe here. Like, I go to sleep thinking about this place. I wake up knowing I got to yeah. go. Like, I'm always on. Yeah. If anything, I freak out when I have free time. Like, Saturday mornings yeah. are not good for me because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And um, I, I've gotten so used to, like, this on-the-go mindset. And I was the same way when I lived with my parents where they didn't understand, like, for example, one thing that, and to this day, like, I went home just to wash my mom's dishes. And I'll happily do that now, you yeah, know. Yeah, I but, saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I was there, like, I'm up at 7 to go to class at 9 to, like, do all the things I have to do between 7 and 9 to just get myself to class, to be there until 3 because that's when my classes end. I have to eat at some point. I know i got to be at work at 4. It gets to a point where you don't even have time to eat. Like <laughs> if I forget what to eat. Yeah. yeah. So this is like, for example, when I still have my parents and then I go to work from four to nine and then I get home to finally eat and there's this pile of dishes. And the last thing I want to do is dishes because I still have to do homework. I have yeah. to shower. I got to go to bed. God forbid I don't wash anything. And then I got my mom breathing down my throat. I, I feel neck, that. I whatever. feel that. I feel you know that. what I mean? I feel that. And it got to the point where I love you and this is why I have to leave. 
you know what I mean? To just, mm -hmm. if I don't want to clean my room, like I, I really need a week for mm -hmm. my clothes to be on the ground and I'll get to it when I get, and like, please clean your room students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, yo, I really have to yeah. when I get back home. <laughs> I already know, but no, even just yesterday, just I agree. Yeah. Like that's so true. Like just like, I mean, I said it, but the example you gave is like something that I live each and every day. Like just even yesterday, my dad calls me and he's like, Hey, like your little brother needs a haircut because I'm usually the one that takes him to get a haircut. But unfortunately, I've been so busy that it's like I can't take him to get a haircut. And then and I'm like, yo, like, listen, I'm, I'm kind of busy. And then he's like, OK, well, tomorrow, like, I need you to make time to take him to get a haircut. And, and I'm like, like uh, listen, like, it's not like it used to be. I can't just I'm not. Yeah, I can't just I'm drop doing. everything. Like, you know, I have responsibilities and stuff. And obviously he understood. He was like, oh, OK, it's fine. But like, but I just remember thinking, like, you don't understand. Dan, like I'm so busy, dog, and you're yeah. asking me to make time, like. And it's also different. Well, we live here, and mm -hmm. our families live here. Mm -hmm. I'm sure other people really don't have to worry about this. Yeah, but, like, you're right. You're right. This whole tangent went on for. I really don't think they respected anything that I was doing because we didn't see eye to eye because it was very difficult for me to, like, my stepdad went to college and stuff, but he was in the military. Like his priorities were different. Like. His whole this he did not get this college experience mm -hmm. he got yeah he got what he got, and same thing with my mom like she didn't go to college she worked and she moved here and she worked and she had me and then she went back and like it just was not they don't get it until I went home and I told them I was like hey by the way I'm getting my master's for free let's have dinner and they were like wait what and I was like yeah thank you for everything like. I'm doing okay. Just know. I, I just looked them in the eye and I was like, you just need to trust me. Like, I know we haven't seen eye to eye. Yeah, that's so cool. On anything ever. That's a boss. Sincerely, honestly, as of December of this past year when I graduated, they finally see me as an adult. And I don't know what switch that they finally saw me as like, okay, she's doing fine. We can chill out. And now. that's a big thing from a lot of Hispanic parents to be yeah. able to see you as an adult as opposed to their kid. Because we're always like, yeah. yeah, you're always like the baby and you're yeah. always going to be like, I mean, I know for a lot of parents, it's like, oh, that's my baby. But at least from the Hispanic life that I've lived, it's like you're no matter how old you are, like you're still always going to be the son. Yeah. And you're never going to be. I mean, I joke around with my dad and stuff like we're friends, but he always knows at the end of the day, like if he says something like he like he, he has the authority over me, he is the father, you know, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. You can yeah, keep going. I, like I hear there's this guy that I follow. His name. He's actually on a really big podcast called Impulsive, which you might know. It's like Logan Paul's uh, guy named Mike Malak. Mm -hmm. Point is, is that he's like always saying like everything you do has to be calculated. Yeah. Like you can't just sit here and take decisions without knowing what the outcomes are going to be and yeah. weighing those into your decision making. Like if I'm going to pick up this paper right now and slam it, I better be prepared for the consequences of slamming that paper. Yeah. Because even though they might not happen, a consequence could have been like, hey, like you screaming at me, like, hey, shut up. You know, like we're doing a podcast, you yeah. know, like, and it's like, I have to be prepared to do all that stuff. So when it's people going through college or deciding what their degree is going to be, if you can really picture yourself doing that for the rest of your life, then go for it. Yeah. Or if you have that much love where it's like, I don't care how much it pays, I picture myself doing it. It's not about the money anymore. Mm -mm. Like I realized at first I was driven by the money and then I was driven by the simple fact of loving a career. Yeah. And now I realize that it's just a matter of what I really feel like I can accomplish. Yeah. 
I'm not going to go to law school if I don't really want to be a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Or, and I'm also not going to drop out of school if I don't want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. Yeah. And also a big thing that I've learned is no longer do you have to sell your time. Once you are a, prof a professional, you no longer work by the hour. And it's something that I worked so long by the hour by that I have a hard time getting away from the mindset of if I work 40 hours a week, I'll get a fool's check. But like yeah. really like if you truly love something or you're really good at something, you don't have to dedicate what society says you have to dedicate to it. Like you I know people, my, my friend's dad is a exercise physiologist or whatever. And he, 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 he works like three hours, three times a week. It's like nine <laughs> hours total. And dudes racking up. Well, no, eight. No, he works three hours a week, five times a week, three hours a day, five times a week. So 15 <laughs> hours a week, yeah. dude makes bank. He yeah. owns his own practice. And so he loves what he does and everything like that. But, it doesn't mean that he has to sit there for 40 hours. He have to, has to sell his time for 40 hours. Like, do not sell your time. Yeah. Do not sell your time. And also, when you start working in something that you love, eventually you're going to get to the point where, like, yes, you're looking for an employer to, like, employ you and whatever, but people are going to want to come to you, so you work for them. Mm -hmm. Build your experience so you can be like, I am the best at what I do, and you actually do need me, and here's why. Yeah. I am the best you're going to get. Yeah. I'm going to prove it to you, too. People don't realize that they can turn their skills into a a career that, like, they're, what they're good at, they can turn into a career that will provide them with, you know, like, monetary and, like, monetary things, mm -hmm. money for the rest of their life. Like, just, like, simply knowing how to do tile does not mean you have to work for a tile company. Mm -hmm. You can more than you're more than welcome to go off on your own, get your own clients, register yourself as a sole proprietorship, whatever it is. Like if you know how to do something, you can make a business out of it. You no longer have to work for someone. You never have to sell your time. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a job that you apply for that's hourly, yeah. gain the experience, learn how to do it, get out of there, do it on your own time and get paid more money. Like yeah. do not sell your time. It's a horrible, horrible habit. Unless, of course, like the job is only where you can sell your time. And if you need a job, like obviously. I think some people are scared too. too. I, I do feel like maybe I do have to sell my time because I'm still getting that experience. But I don't know. Once it gets to the point where I'm comfortable and I know what I'm doing, I can freelance. Yeah, yeah. That's I what I meant. Like when you know? you're a professional, like oh, when yeah, you yeah. truly have mastered your craft, you got it. there is no reason why you need to be selling your time. You've already sold however many years of your life going to school or learning whatever literally it is. sold yeah like <laughs> right you, now <laughs> yeah like you know you literally pay to learn yeah so that you can charge mm -hmm. and a lot of people i feel like they pay to learn so that they can sell their time like that's all it is it's selling your time it's no longer you're selling making money your for skill somebody you're selling yeah. your time if you really sold your skill you'd be charging by the job or whatever it is mm -hmm. um but yeah cool i want to ask you about so you got to ECU and you said you haven't had the um, the normal transition, which is normal. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't. I have a lot of family members that they don't want it and they don't need it. They, they're perfectly fine without the typical uh, tradition. I don't know if this is the thing for a lot of Hispanic. Y'all let me know because <laughs> I really I'm curious at this point. Um, but I mean, it, it is what it is. But you were also in honors college. Was that... Um, did they just kind of give you that opportunity or did they like, so, how does that work? Yeah. So again, when I was in high school, I knew that I was going to have to run into something. I was going to be running into some things in my application and my 
application process to college, mm -hmm. one of which was finances, obviously. Uh, and so I researched all the different clubs and it just so happened that a honors college representative came to my high school and gave like a talk on the honors college. Mm -hmm. And I learned about this EC scholars program and it was, it was, she described it as basically a full ride. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like the high merit based scholarship at ECU. And I remember hearing all about this and thinking like, wow, like I got it. Like, no, no, no. Like oh. at the time, this was my first time hearing about okay, it. I was okay, a high school okay. student. Yeah. And I remember hearing about it and it's like, ha, huh, like imagine if that was me. And then it's like, oh, well, the applications are still open for so-and-so. So then you get a little curious and you're like, oh, you know, well, let me apply. Let me see what happens. Shot, yeah. And I, and I did end up getting, um, accepted and it, it was a lengthy process. Like it's an application process, but you submit a separate video for this app, uh, for like the, the EC scholarship. And then on top of that, it's like an interview process. Yeah. It's like a bunch of stuff that you have to do prior to being selected. So yeah. it was not by any means handed to me. It was like definitely you something are, that yeah. I had to, had to stress over for her for a little bit in order to, to get it. But I finally got it. And it's honestly one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. Yeah. It, if you're coming to ECU and you're listening to this, or if you're already an ECU student, like and you know people who are going to be coming to ECU, like encourage them to apply to the Honors College because it just provides you with the biggest network you could think of as an incoming freshman. Um, and it provides you with endless, and they literally will throw opportunities at you. You you have to be a fool not to. Not to take anything. Not to, yeah, not to yeah. take any of the awesome opportunities that they throw your way. So definitely apply for the Honors College. So it's awesome that someone came to your school and that you they talked about it and that you were presented with this opportunity I know for a fact we're definitely not alone in the fact that we're, you know, Hispanic students and that we come from immigrant families and that our parents are out of the loop and that <laughs> they don't understand even if we want them to understand. Um, and we had to do a lot of this alone because we wanted to and this is what we were passionate about. What advice could you have maybe to students that like they don't know where to start or they don't know like who to ask for questions or guidance or i was fortunate i was fortunate to come yeah. in and have this like resource that is the honors college and mm -hmm. just group of people that i can talk to but i can't imagine what it's like for someone who has no type of college experience to come straight out of high school and into college like that must be very difficult i can only but imagine um but what i will say is that college is not a place you can come and be shy yeah. You have to come and you have to come with the sole purpose of, again, like getting ahead. And yeah, getting forward. ahead in life, growing your network, you know, having another card to play in life. Yeah. Uh, so if you truly, truly, truly care to be successful, you will go out of your way to try to find the answers to whatever it is that you don't know. If it's a question on a test, you either... I mean, whether you look it up on the internet, whether you email your teacher, but if it's something a little more serious, like if it's something regarding school regulations, if it's something regarding maybe your sexual orientation, whatever, college is the place to grow your connections. And I promise you that there is a bunch of other people on campus that probably have the same question as you, and there's probably a group out there to answer it. So don't be scared to reach out and ask questions because that was my biggest thing. It was like, I felt like I was so independent and I felt like 
I didn't need anybody coming into college. I'm like, oh, wow, I already got this whole thing going. Yeah. Had it not been for all the people that I met and all the recommendation letters and everything like that, that I, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. So definitely go out there and meet people and ask questions and get the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say that it's like you're on survivor mode a lot <laughs> all the time. But that's that's honestly how I felt a lot of college. Like I was pretty much on my own for a lot of it. Like I knew I could ask my parents but I also felt like that to me and I know this is not the case for a lot of people but to me it would be like admitting defeat I guess like if I asked my parents for any help or anything that they would be like that's how my girlfriend feels "Mm." it's literally like I need to do all of this because there is no safety net so let me ask you this do you ever notice and maybe you do maybe you don't I do when you're the only Hispanic person in the room my honors college is like like orientation thing i remember looking around and being confused at the fact that i was the only hispanic there and i mean there is a few other hispanics but it's like they don't that community does not pop out at you Mm -hmm. when it comes to like being involved on campus and stuff like that like the only hispanic group like amix can is like one of the few hispanic groups that Uh i know on, on on campus and i mean they try to do their best at you know um keeping people connected. yeah keeping people yeah connected hispanics on on campus i know there's like the the male and the female hispanic sorority and fraternity also yeah 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 but like as far as being involved in clubs and stuff it's very often where i'm the only hispanic in the room and, it, and it's really in classrooms yeah yeah and it's i just don't understand it because mexicans aren't any smarter or less smart than anybody else they aren't any more or less social I, I just, I feel like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I just don't see too. that many Hispanics around. I know. It really, <laughs> slowly, I see a lot of younger. I feel like slowly, maybe little yeah. by little, I've noticed a little more. And it is it really is something that I look out for because, like, in a way, like, it makes me feel good that, okay, if there are none, at least I'm here. So that's a step forward. But at the same time, I'm like, I wish there were more (laughs) of you. It just, it feels weird. And I really try not to think about it. And it's not something that ever really affects me unless I really do think about it. But I mean, you learn to adapt and this is just how it is here in Eastern North Carolina. I don't know what the numbers look like. Yeah. Like maybe NC State, Chapel Hill, whatever. But like if we were in Texas, obviously it would be a different story. Yeah, for sure. And it's something that like a lot of my friends notice too. Like they're like, I am the Mexican that goes fishing with the white boys. I am mm-hmm. the Mexican that goes to play basketball with my my black friends. I am mm-hmm. the Mexican that goes to play soccer with the Mexicans. Like yeah. and that all came across really stereotypical, but like it's true. Like I, yeah, I I I, I do not consider myself like a Mexican. I am just living life in the US. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of Hispanics or Mexicans here at ECU feel like they have to only grasp to Hispanic. yeah only, only be, be Hispanic. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are negligent to making other friends that aren't yeah. Hispanic, and it's not even a racism thing. It's just like Maybe they don't feel comfortable. It's different. Yeah, like imagine going to this sub dogs thing with your with your white friends where they all their parents are around meeting each other and stuff, and and you're Hispanic. It's you're not used to it. It's kind of a weird feeling. Yeah a lot of people don't want to experience that so they just stick with what they know yeah but i really really encourage all all i mean all races to just experience new things like that goes back to why there's so many issues like just culturally racially like people 
people are scared of what they don't know of what they don't understand um moving around so much it it literally forced me out of my comfort zone like i literally i would make i remember you saying when we first started working at journeys something along the lines of like it was a joke that you made one time you probably don't even remember this but it was like i could tell you were seriously you were being serious when you said it because we were talking about like i don't know i don't know what you're gonna say i don't know if it was like you moving we were talking about either you moving away or or you having to go somewhere point is you were gonna have to leave yeah and i remember you saying something along the lines of like oh i'm like so used to it i'm like desensitized of like yeah. losing people and stuff like that at this point oh, and so i was dark. like i was like damn <laughs> i was like, like let, me fun, let me make fun of my own misery yeah. um it was hard yeah. yeah it's still hard so when i lived in texas i thought man i was thriving <laughs> yeah. because i was with all my hispanic friends like there was this this like mutual agreement that we all knew what was good and it's something that i never thought about until i got to texas and i realized like i didn't have to explain anything to anyone i didn't have to put up this front i didn't have to be a different person i could literally just be vania and people got it you know like i know that you need to that you can't have friends over because your mom doesn't know my mom. Like, I know that you have great food at your house. I know why you smell like that because your mom was just cooking tortillas for you in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a normal, like, Mm -hmm. you're from Mexico, I'm from Mexico. Like, this, like, mutual understanding. Yeah. But I've straight up had, like, Hispanic friends, like, swipe up on my Snapchat story and be like, you have too many white friends. I'm like... Hispanics already have a really bad reputation of, like, not wanting to diversify when in mm-hmm. a different environment and we talked about it earlier and like the community parents, is very tight-knit I mean, yeah it is it's like what we know is what we know and that's not bashing the hispanic community i love being like mexican i love it so much but people are just so negligent to like even cook white people food <laughs> as they would describe it like yeah. white people food like when my mom sees me like eating mcdonald's or something like that she's like that is disgusting like that is a disgrace of a food like, type of vibe yeah rice and beans yeah straight up yeah <laughs> i'll transition into i feel like many people make excuses that they can't do something maybe because they don't know someone or they're not comfortable doing it and because there's no one in their life to either show them any better or they just don't want to get out of their comfort zone again. I honestly don't feel that way. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert. Again, I was pushed out of my comfort zone to do other things. But that has opened up so many doors for me. So, like, how do you feel about that? I feel like... Like, I feel like a, there's no excuses. You yeah, know I mean? this <laughs> is, like, a very, very cold world. Yeah, And, like, maybe when you were little kids, you can believe that you can do anything you put your mind to. And you can but what they didn't tell you is that you have to work super duper, duper, duper hard. Yeah. And like, I feel like a lot of people make excuses that they, they can't do something, but it's more so them not wanting to put in the effort. And that's not bashing people who genuinely can't. Like, if there's yep. literally like actual things getting in the way of you being able to do something, that's completely different than you just lacking wow. the motivation to even begin working towards whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And I feel like if you truly want something, you're going to work for it because this life is hard. And if you don't work for it, somebody else is. And it's fine that you're scared and it's fine that you have questions, but don't use that as an excuse to not make any progress on whatever it is you want to do. Instead, use all that to seek the answers and then get get it done faster. Because if you mm-hmm. don't do it, someone else is going to do it. 
Yeah. And, you know, something that really gets under my skin, people that have, like, all these wants and needs and what they think success is going to look like. And so they have, like, almost like this fantasy of what their future is going to look like. But they do absolutely nothing to get there. Like they, they just want feel that. like they're destined to make it without putting in the effort. Without putting any work, effort, nothing. And I'm like, why do you think you never see me? Like, you really think it's because I don't want to be social? Like, you don't consider the fact that I have two, three jobs plus homework plus all this, this other stuff. This podcast is going to go horrible if we don't end up doing anything with our lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. like <laughs> if we don't, yeah, like if we end up being some... Yeah, like if five years from now we're like living on the street or yeah. something and we just didn't make it, like this no, but is going to sound the horrible. Thing. But hopefully like all this work that we're putting in right now pays off. I'm not even worried off. about that. Hold me to this. <laughs> I'm not even worried about that. Oh, really? I'm not worried about that. I'm worried in the aspect of like, I don't know where I'm going to be in the next five years. And like, it's not that I don't have a five-year plan and it's not that I'm not planning. It's I can plan, but life without failure always has something always throw something at you the positive message of if you want it you got it you got it and if you don't have it did you work for it yeah think about that because that's work, what's gonna determine. work 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 people absolutely what are some of your goals for the future and you're doing great things right now you've been doing great things yeah. since you were four years old <laughs> I, I you've been hustling that. man Yo, been <laughs> i used to i used to say that like i remember people used to ask me when i was little what i wanted to be and i would always say I was going to be a man, like, wow. <laughs> like a man, you know, like let it was me a get out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke that I yeah. had when I was little. Uh, and then as I grew up, um, and now I you're started getting man. a feel like you know what I, mean? I, would, <laughs> I would, I would now, like two years ago, you asked me like, what are you doing? I would have an answer. I'm doing this. I'm studying business and there I'm doing go. this, mm-hmm. but I come to college and I realized that this life is an experience. Yeah. And what used to be, I'm going to graduate in this year and get this job and then do this by this age has turned into, I'm going to live life while being aware of my future one day at a time. Literally. (laughs) I'm going to experience, I'm going to grow, I'm going to learn things, I'm going to fail a lot. And that will determine what I'll do in my future life. Who is to say that right now? Yeah. I say, I want to own my own business. But 10 years from now, I get offered a great position working elsewhere, doing something else. Mm-hmm. Who's to say I'm not going to take that position in my entire future is going to completely change. So yeah. I realized that while it is okay to focus on the future and, and focus on the consequences that your actions will have, yeah, don't tie yourself to a, a specific fate or like a, not like a specific future or a specific career or a specific job. Because I promise you that it's going to change so much. Like, I used to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I want to own my own restaurant and I want to have this auto mechanic detail place, this and that, yada, 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 yada. You're very into your car. Yeah. Yeah, I am yeah. very into cars, by the way. But then I I got so many positions and jobs that weren't even related to that. And I'm like, wow, this is something that I would want to do maybe in my life one day. Yeah. Wow, I like this more than... uh the idea of starting a restaurant wow i like this way more than and now like i don't even know what i like i'm just kind of vibing (laughs) i'm vibing (laughs) each and every day each and every job is just a different vibe and then eventually when i graduate school i'm gonna be like all right which was the coolest vibe 
that's, and that's, that's what I'm going to go with. That's the title of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'm vibing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? We're vibing. <laughs> We're vibing. Literally, take it day by day. That's what I've learned. Quarantine. Yeah. 100%. And that's just a... <laughs> I can plan and I want certain things, but like, if you're doing something every day and if that everyday thing is making you miserable, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're really honestly not okay with your certain situation what can you do to fix it and that's with people that's with routines that's with whatever with people i think if okay if you're in my life if you can't fix whatever that bothers me about you in 10 seconds you don't need to be in my life Mm -hmm. like seriously consider your relationships the people in your life um jobs and stuff and if you're stuck at a job that you don't like just fix your mindset like (laughs) why are you there Take it day by day. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I also don't want this to sound bad to anybody who's like has a job because it's the only thing they've been able to find. But no one is to say you can't work your way out of that and find a way out of that. Um, there's a bunch of really cool things on this planet. Like there's a bunch mm-hmm. of really cool things that you don't even know about that if you knew about, you would want to pursue as a career as well. Yeah. Like life is not tied to pre med and. Anything Free, yeah, or like, anyone. Like, yeah. yeah, life is not tied to any degree or anything like that. I know so many people who graduate with a degree and have a job and something completely different. They don't even use it. They don't even use it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's always great to have, but like really, 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 really do what's going to... I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I tell everyone... Like I two years ago, I would have told everyone money is more important than happiness when it comes to finding a job. Mm-hmm. I really would have because that's the typical business major. And mm-hmm. while I still do have the mindset that money is very important, one of the biggest factors in finding a job, yeah. I think that being happy is more important. And that's something that I'm learning each and every day. I We have the rest of our lives to work. 20 years old, 23. Yeah. And we've been working since we were four, apparently. <laughs> you know what? Our entire lives have been a hustle. When I graduate, I want to make sure that whatever, because I am comfortable enough to the point, I mean... I'm not going to flex that hard. Never mind. I'm hoping that I can find a job where I at least enjoy what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, because we have worked, at least I have worked, well, you too, for the last X amount of years for me to graduate, to get a job that I just enjoy. And don't, if I, if that's all I can find, whatever. I mean, I'm going to deal with it with how, for however long I have to deal with it because that's how we've been living. But I know we're going to get there eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you dedicate your life to learning a specific, like a hard skill or studying, like we said earlier, an entire concept such as like psychology or business or whatever, mm-hmm. you are now an expert in that subject. If you if you truly learned everything, you are now an expert. And y- imagine how much you paid for college <laughs> just to learn all this for you to try to pay it back on an hourly rate. <laughs> you have to pay this back and you have to try to make sure that you earn enough money where you can exponentially make more <laughs> make more than your debt ex- like is i don't know what i'm trying to say and just, then you got yeah. interest on your debt so yeah you're really stuck. <laughs> just make sure that you know if you're gonna pay this much money for school make sure that you're gonna earn enough money to pay it all back quick 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 because that if it's <laughs> not quick it's almost the rest of your life yeah so. i know people who are stuck that till the day they die literally stuck yeah i would highly encourage anybody who is pursuing business at east carolina university to look into the miller school of entrepreneurship if you plan to someday have your own business uh, they can really help you with the startup to that 
Uh, I highly encourage people to apply to the Honors College because the Honors College is a great way for you to gain a lot of exposure to many of the vast people in the network of ECU. And also subscribe to Mr. Beast because we make some funny videos. Okay, shout out. <laughs> Whatever you want, you can do it. Don't let... and. Sorry, but don't even let your parents say, tell you that you can't do it because you can. And no disrespect to your parents, you know, be like respectfully. But if I want to be an astronaut, like I'm going to do it, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm seriously reach for the stars because your biggest limit is you. And I understand like family comes first and there's always going to be limitations. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Also, like, even being like being realistic, that is a limitation in and of its own because it limits you to doing what yeah. you feel like you can actually do. So please don't take on anything that you know you're not going to be able to accomplish. If you're really willing to work at it, that's great. But if you're not willing to work at it, don't even say, oh, yeah, I want to do this. And then use the excuse that anything's possible if you put your mind to it because you're not putting your mind to it. Yeah. Like I said, whatever you work for, that's that's what's going to come to you. Not necessarily fall in your lap, but like what you give out is what you're going to get back. What you vibe, that's what you're going to attract. I just want to thank you for inviting me up here to your podcast. This is going to be like your outro if you have to use it. But, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool what you're doing here. Uh, and me personally, like, I'm a really big fan of podcasts. And I feel like it's a really good way to get educated. Maybe we're not the best, like, talking. <laughs> uh, you know, this is like, we don't have too much experience because I've done a podcast before. Um, but I'm not a pro at doing podcasts. But... The fact that you're willing to take that step and say like, oh, I want to do something like this that's going to be new to a campus like this, I think is really cool. And I think that you can build this really, really big, especially during this whole quarantine situation and find a way to use your platform to do nothing but good for ECU. This podcast is by students for students. And I've seen other platforms like Instagram accounts like Dear ECU, like bringing light to social injustices that happen on campus yeah, yeah. giving a voice to other students that's what i want this to be because sometimes we are the only hispanic people yeah, in the room no this is you like know what i mean yeah like it, it's really cool and in a world where we're going over and starting to experiment with online learning mm -hmm. like this is going to be one of the best ways to get messages across to yeah this is a platform that can grow like, yeah. And it has nothing but potential, especially if like you're one of the few people doing it right now. And it's really cool. And thank you for inviting me. Your voice is meant to be heard. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, this is really I, awesome. I like asking questions more than I like answering them. See, I, I'm actually the same way. I'm very <laughs> intrigued by other people and their perspective and what they have to say because nine times out of ten. And I think this has really benefited me, too, just as a student and a human being like. Don't put yourself above anybody else because as a human being, I know you have your own story. You have your own set of experiences and don't ever think that you're above anybody else because we're all in the same yeah. boat. Yeah. And, and people are cool. Like just listening. People to are people cool. Talk. Yeah. like <laughs> It's funny. Like I, I was on the, I'm sorry to drag this on. I was no, like chilling at work the other day yeah. and my boss was on the phone with this lady and I could hear the phone. You know, we can hear the other person on the phone because yeah. it's so loud. Yeah. And the lady was just like, <laughs> Like I kept hearing and the, my, my boss was just laughing the entire time and he yeah. hung up and he was like, man, I just love people. And I was like, what do you mean you love people? And he was like, well, I was talking to this lady and like every person you talk to is so different and so they have different. their entire, like, and he was like this lady that I was talking to, she was like this country lady yeah. and she was just over the top happy with her life. And she was telling me, baby, this and that baby, I love you so much. Thank you for calling our business. This And, that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's so funny because like every person is different and every encounter, like don't like, it's so funny how much you can learn from people and how much you can benefit from yeah. just talking to multiple people. So I love talking to people. So just be nice to each other. These are tough times. We've all been struggling. Hear each other out because you really never know what other people are going through and how they can help you and um, life lessons, you know? So yeah. Oswaldo, thank you for joining me today. I'm sure I'll run into you at Walmart or something. <laughs> without Shogun, probably. For Shogun, for sure. Uh, shout out Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Shogun Restaurant. If you're in Greenville, NC, yeah. best sushi in town. Beyond the liners, of course, if you guys have any questions or want to contribute anything to the podcast, like I said, I will definitely include the email <laughs> in the description. Please send us your topic ideas or personal stories. I would love to give you a platform to um, share with everybody else. So, Oswaldo, any last thoughts? Thank you so much. And uh, if you listen to this all the way through, you're great. You're a great person. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. It's, uh, follow me on Instagram and I'll send you a dollar if you listen to this entire <laughs> yeah, thing all up. the way through. A whole dollar. <laughs> you heard me talk this entire time. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we'll right. see you next time. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye. <laughs>